Tim Ashoff is with us first off. Um, let me be probably the last or among the last to wish you a happy new year, Tim. Happy new year to Dave and happy new year to everyone out there. So yesterday was the uh, day that we mark on our religious calendars when the three kings came to visit the baby Jesus, the Epiphany. It also uh, begins the Mardi Gras season here in New Orleans. In New Orleans, it's better known as Twelfth Night, uh, the Twelfth Night of Christmas. Um, and uh, we are entering into some new things on many different. One of my point is, is that we've had January 1st. And then we also have some other dates along the line that uh, can can kind of engender some new beginnings. But one of the things that um, I mentioned coming into the program here this morning is, yep, we're one week into 2020, and it's time to look at the top issues facing the trucking industry. But one of the things I was uh, kind of just questioning out loud, Tim, and I thought maybe you might weigh in on it if you care to, is, how are we going to look look at 2020? Did we look at 2019 differently than we did 2018? For most of last year, everybody kept hearing about how wonderful things were in trucking, but it was all based on 2018 numbers, which was wonderful. And by the time we got towards the end of 2019, somebody turned on a light bulb and said, oh, um, 2019, not so great. So how are we going to take all of that and lump it together and get a handle on it as we begin this year? Well, I think if there's anything we learned from 2019 is that things can change quickly, and they, they can change. Uh, you talked about quarter to quarter, but and more and more now it almost seems like it can change uh, week to week. And so uh, Exactly, I, I and, and that was the yeah. question I had. Are we going to kind of just start squeezing it down to one day at a time by the time it's over with? I don't know. Well, I, I think it means that we're going to have a real interesting uh, 2020. I do think there are that we're going to see some some good weeks. We're going to see some challenging weeks. We're going to see some freight strong in some parts of the country and in some industries out there in different sectors. And then I think we're going to see it maybe slow in others. But overall, um, you know, I'm I'm cautiously optimistic about what 2020 will bring. Is as I've been out talking with customers, um, overall they're still feeling fairly optimistic about 2020. Um, they still believe the consumer uh, is still going to be spending. You know, we came off of a really great holiday season. Um, they don't see things slowing that down. Employment remains strong. Now, certainly what I'd say is what's happening in the last week here um, over in the Middle East, you know, that, that could be one of those things that also impacts us uh, week to week, depending on how that plays out. But, um, you know, it's trucking. Things change. If you don't uh, like what's happening right now, uh, we used to say wait a week. We might need to just say wait a day or wait an hour. So. Mm, boy, oh, boy. Wait an hour. I want my package in a half an hour. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> uh, goodness gracious. Um, so, um, okay, thank you. That, fair enough, you know, fair enough on, on how, how we can basically um, look at this year. Um, what about demand for drivers? Um, we're heading into the new year. The question is, is there still a strong demand for drivers as we head into the new year? But what I wanted to do, what I thought maybe I might get your, your take on, um, and we'll use Celadon as the example. You know, they're the biggest uh, player in this. But we had, uh, what was it, upwards of 800 companies go under this year, thousands, over 4,000 for sure. I, I, who, who can count? But let's just say four or 5,000 drivers out of work. And then, you know, on 
on one hand, you hear people say, ah, it's trucking. They can get another job like now. And yeah, that's easy to do. It's easy to say. And then you have to relocate and you got kids in school and your wife has a job and blah, blah, blah. You just bought a house and you got all of that going on. So, yeah, it's real easy. Uh, so it, so that uh, is a problem. And then there are so many ways to look at all of the shutdowns and the drivers who were let loose and abandoned on the roads. And we saw all of that again, you know, as we did 10 years ago. But, Tim, uh, what is the net result of all of those layoffs? Because I think we went into the new year. I saw a headline that we had 7 million job openings in the new year. Is everybody sticking with trucking? Uh, do we see a net picture as to where we stand now vis-a-vis -vis these uh, shutdowns, these company closures? Well, I think we, we're seeing two things. I do think because, because of some of the company closures, um, you are seeing some people exit our industry because there's also so much demand just in other industries right now. As you mentioned, the unemployment rate's low. There's strong demand for warehouse workers. There's strong demand even for still a driving job, but more of those last-mile delivery jobs. As you mentioned, everyone wants their packages now in a half hour. It used to be two days, and then it was one day. Now it's same day, so there's um, strong demand for those uh, similar-type job. So that's kind of one thing we're seeing, I do think, is, is some people exiting the industry just because there's other opportunities. But the other part of it, I think, in the industry here is, is that there's going to be more and more a focus on the quality of driver that you are. Um, you know, some of the reasons that you're hearing that, that these uh, businesses are failing, and, and I just like to say, I, I hate to see when any business fails. I you know trucking's a hard industry to be in. People put in a lot of time, a lot of effort. Um, they want to do well. They, they mean well. And whenever, you know, something, um, so a company has to shut down, it impacts a lot of people. So we always do hate to see that. So, um, you know, our, our, our thoughts go out to those that have ever been involved with that. And, and that's not exactly. something we like to see. And nobody company, ever starts but, a company, no matter how big or small, with the idea of, yeah, we're going to shut this down and abandon the drivers one day. That's our goal. You know, gee whiz, and nobody wants that to happen. Right. But, you know, not a small percentage of the folks who have gone out and who have been heard from have cited insurance. Insurance. They may have had some accidents. In one case, there were a couple of fatality accidents on the record, and the insurance just went through the roof. But in that regard, I don't know what to expect. Well, that's where I think the, my second point was going to be is it's really going to be more and more a focus on the quality of driver and what is your driver record, what is your experience. Um, the demand will still be there if you're one of those top quality drivers that you are, um, you know, understanding what you need to do safely to be compliant. You know, your personal CSA score is going to be all, always important. And certainly, um, you know, as an industry, we don't have a tolerance at all for, for drug and alcohol. But now even with the clearinghouse, we're going to have more ways as, as employers to, to determine do we have the right drivers with us. Um, so I, I do think there's going to be more and more focus on what is the quality of driver that I'm hiring. Uh, even though there will be strong demand, I think some companies may be focused more on what is your background, what's your safety record, um, what's your experience, because we can't afford to take a risk um, out there on a driver that uh, you know may not be one of the you know safer drivers out there on the road. Indeed, the clearinghouse, if I'm not mistaken, we've had a lot of dates, um, you know, crowding the old brain, uh, you know, over the last year or so. But I think the clearinghouse really opened up for business yesterday. Is that right? January 6th, I think it 
was. Yes, it did, and and yeah. uh, it, it got a little overwhelmed. Uh, oh, you know, it's a course. website, and all the all the employers had to go out there and and start doing those checks on new hires. And of course, January, um, a lot of drivers change jobs the first part of the year, uh, and there's so there's a lot of employers out there checking, and the and the website got overwhelmed and and got and shut down actually. So it was back up and running this morning when we checked, and then the FMCSA did issue a, a comment that uh, you know it's it's prepared. It wasn't prepared for maybe as much uh, as they got yesterday. It is up and running. That's too much. You tell everybody you got to do this, and then when it comes time to do it, everybody does it, and then they're surprised <laughs> that everybody does it. But you told everybody to do it, so here we go, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, the best laid plans of mice and men, I guess. Indeed, but, uh, indeed. You know, now, a driver doesn't have to. The companies have to do this uh, now. They should have already done so. Uh, but drivers don't have to do it unless they're about to start looking for a job. But I, you know, I, it sounds alarmist to say with how with the scope of tr company closures this past year, Tim, might just be a good idea to hedge your bet and go ahead and get that all squared away now rather than later because you're going to have to do it. If you're looking for a job, you are going to have to do it. You might as well get in the system now so that'll be streamlined. Right, and you actually do have to do it even um, if you're staying at your current job. So we as a carrier are actually required to go out and do a query on all of our drivers at least once a year. So even if you're staying, um, you know, with with your existing company, at some point the, that company is going to come to you over the next 12 months and say, hey, we, we need to make sure you're signed up here at the mm, clearinghouse okay. and you give us okay. permission to do a check. So Now, if you're an owner-operator and you own your own company, you have to sign up as the owner, and then you're going to have to sign up as the driver. I think I was told that by the guys at FMCSA. Yeah, that's correct. Um, and so, uh, yeah, you're sort of self-compliant there. It's Trucking Trends, our January edition. Tim Ashoff, of course, with us, president, COO of Creek Carrier, Schaefer Trucking. Um, so let's kind of bounce back to 2019, Tim. Uh, I, I don't know if I was uh, incorrect or pretty much on the mark or close to the mark in terms of how 2018 was skewing the um, perspectives, I think, of the industry and maybe the outside perceptions of the industry. It, it, you, uh, do you agree with that? Do you think that's what was going on? And then all of a sudden somebody looked up and said, well, wait a minute, uh, everything's down. And uh, we were just looking at 2018. Um, at, at least in the media, you know, I, I don't know how to express this, but there was something just kind of off about the way we looked at ourselves last year. I think there's some, some truth to that. I think a part of that reason why is that I think different parts of our industry were doing better than others. You know, for example, uh, you know, where you haul mostly uh, food stuff and consumer packaged goods, and that part of our industry really stayed pretty strong. And sure, people got does. to eat, right? Uh, That's why my right, brother right. spent a career in the f grocery industry, you know? He said, Absolutely. people got to eat. <laughs> right, and but but you know if you're in the the auto industry, if you're in um, you know some um, some of the open deck industry where maybe some of the construction equipment sales went down, auto industry went down. Certainly, the strike at GM impacted a lot of people. Um, if you were heavy on imports, where with what was going on with the tariffs, there was a surge to pull in imports, and then there was a, a lull in imports because we pulled so much in. So I think there's you know different parts of the industry were being affected at different times. Mm. So I. I think mm -hmm, sometimes yeah. it could give an illusion that, hey, so this, the you know, if you talk to one person. Yeah. 
Yeah, you know, some people could say, "Hey, no, things are great," and the others would say, "No, no, they're not." So, but then by the time you know the year played out, I think it became a little bit more widespread um, as as the um, industry as a whole saw more of a slowdown. You know, um, even though we have <clears throat> just. Um, uh, multiples upon multiples of um, expansion in, in media, especially trucking media. The spotlight can only shine on one thing at a time, and one and, and it's the only thing that's lit. So you keep, I, I love your analogy here because, yep, it's great today. Oh, it's bad tomorrow. Nope, it's good last week. Yes, well, it's going to be great next month. And you get all of these different perspectives, and they kind of jumble together. Um, so uh, let's go back to 20, and I, I really got off base here because the question is, have you guys at Crete Schaefer Hunt made any changes in 2019 and are they based on what uh, drivers are looking for? What are drivers telling you? Sure. You know, I guess first off, through any sort of uh, turmoil, up, down, uh, those types of things, the key we want to do is focus on the basics and make sure we're doing that right. So, you know, blocking and tackling so every day so we have, you know, the right freight for our drivers in the right places. But our focus then continued on how do we ensure we make that day better for our drivers. And, and one of the things we really focused on last year is increasing what we call our pre-planning so that our drivers, um, when they're on a load uh, and say they're delivering tomorrow, they know today what they're doing next um, because in order for a driver to maximize their potential they need to maximize their use of time and we found you know the, the sooner we can tell them what they're doing next the better they can manage their time so that was a huge focus on ours and what we found is that no matter what week you're in uh, or cycle you're in on on the freight cycle that is a benefit um, drivers are able to use their time better so that, that was one of our big key initiatives and and we did a, a lot of good work on that um, the second thing we did is even with um, some of the, I'll call it the, the ups and downs, as you mentioned, in different areas of the country, different um, areas of freight, uh, we really focused on how do we create um, jobs that match our drivers' needs. And, and you know, we're, we're at the core uh, and over-the-road uh, random carrier. We have a lot of customers with that good quality freight, and they still need that. But how are we able to create some more consistency? So we were able to take some of our core customers and put together um, some loops, um, some areas of the country where we were able to offer to a driver um, you know, it's an over-the-road job. That's what you want, but you wanted a little bit more consistency. So now we're going to focus you on hauling these two customers' freights, and you're going to operate, you know, in this general area. So oh, really yeah, trying to nice. listen yeah. to our driver and, and match their needs because there's still a lot of strong demand out there for that over the road, um, you know, transportation service. You know, we've heard more and more over the years about it becoming more regionalized, and, and certainly it has, and, and we have that to offer. We offer dedicated fleets as well. But there's also demand for those good over-the-road drivers that, that can really manage their clock, be safe, and deliver on time. That's what our customers are asking for. So we had to try to find a way to blend the two, you know, the needs of our customers with um, some of the wants of our drivers. So we focused on on creating these, uh, we kind of call them quasi-dedicated type jobs where you're still an over-the-road driver, but you're kind of focused on servicing one or two customers. You know, um, we went from analog to digital in the broadcast industry uh, many years ago. We used to do paper logs, and they were a major pain. Uh, and, uh, you, and and the fines, you know, uh, for uh, falsification of logs is extremely uh, tough in, in broadcasting. So we went to electronic logs. We went to electronic. Uh, we went to digital from analog, you know, in terms of audio and editing. It's not a comparison, but it is somewhat of a parallel to what the industry has gone through. Uh, I don't know if we still want to keep talking about ELDs, but it's something that uh, did happen. Uh, and uh, the conversion uh, seems 
seems to have been okay by and large from the 30,000 point of uh, view. But uh, how has that transition worked out so far, Tim? You know, I think overall, um, other than some technological issues, I think it's been relatively smooth. And, and you know, I think I think hopefully we're done after 2019, maybe to your point of talking about mm-hmm. EMPs. <laughs> hopefully well, we're not seeing too many more problems, changes problems, though. You know, there were a couple there of were. universal problems. We had the yeah. weird thing when we went from daylight saving time to um, standard time. And But if people don't think trucking is down to the hour now, well, that hour just... Uh, threw a bunch of VLD manufacturers right into the uh, round file. And then uh, just yesterday it's starting to come out that um, VLDs can't do an eight and two split. And we had a long discussion with uh, Rick Gobble, uh, who was with FMCSA for many, many years and is now a special consultant to NASTIC. Tim, uh, you've probably met Rick somewhere along the way, but what I'm getting at is that um, it's hard to do. That's an algorithm that is really very difficult to do, and evidently the ELDs just don't do it, and nobody really paid that much attention to it until some troopers are now looking at that. So I don't know how deep all of this is going to go, but again, you know, to your point, um, they're just machines. Exactly. And, you know, different vendors had different challenges, you know, early on. One major vendor had a challenge now. I think more recently a different major vendor is having a challenge with some older units out there that that didn't like the year 2020 as we went into new decades. So (laughs) it's technology. Um, We'll have to work through it. And, I, you know, I I do feel for the drivers out there, though, trying to work through this because, you know, they're trying to do their best to use their time wisely and uh, have to work um, with the rules out there by the FMCSA. But then, with their carrier on ensuring they're staying compliant, and then the carrier has to work with the technology provider, and uh, you know it can become a real challenge. So appreciate everyone's patience out there in the industry. Hopefully, as I just mentioned, hopefully we get through this. It smooths out over the next month or so. All the bugs are worked out, and we can all focus on doing what we do best, which is you know trucking. Indeed. Um, any kind of a you know a, a, just a, a four word so to speak uh, in for our, dr- our drivers listening and your drivers too for that matter at Creek Schaefer Hunt uh, to help them be successful in the new year. I would say, you know, use your time wisely. Uh, There's going to be ups and downs week to week. Um, So when you're able to, make sure you're using your time wisely, plan ahead. Uh, But then also be patient. Um, You you know, things happen out there. It's trucking. Um, If you get too frustrated often, you you can uh, make things worse. Uh, So communicate with your company, communicate with your shippers and receivers, and then, of course, always uh, keep safety first. Um, We want to say hello to every driver that we see out there more than once and stay safe out on the road and and you know get make sure you get home to your families and and help protect the motoring public tim thank you so much and uh, we'll talk soon thanks for having me happy new year happy new year tim ashoff everybody he of course is the president and coo of crete carrier schaefer trucking and um, that's trucking trends for january